I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. All right. Happy Friday to everybody out there. It's Easter weekend, so big holiday weekend coming up. Lots going on, of course, locally. The uh, Rays take their first road trip. They're headed up to Boston and Beantown, take on the Red Sox, the rival Red Sox. USFL starts this weekend, Saturday game, uh, with Birmingham. Uh, the Bandits, Tampa Bay Bandits, play Pittsburgh on Sunday. So you want to be on hand for that. And the Lightning are going to host the Winnipeg Jets in what is championship replica ring night. So if you're able to uh, get out to Emily Arena and be fortunate enough to um, get a hold of Of course, Steve, you have, you have the actual ring. <laughs> you have a championship ring. So that must be. By the way, I don't want to, I don't want to like tip off burglars and things like this, but like, is that proudly displayed? Is it? Is, is it? Because for me, like, and I would hate for someone to break in, but I couldn't just stash it away in a drawer. Like, I would have to have that thing out or on all the time. I don't know. Mine is locked up right now. So it is locked up. Yes. Okay. Well, good. I'm glad we've established that. Please stay away from the Versting House. But uh, I got to tell you, I'd be tempted to wear it a lot. <laughs> I just would. Those it's, things it's heavy and big. I know it's heavy, and they're all they're all bigger than the, the last one, right? I mean, they're all sort of now. This last ring they did they incorporated sort of what the Bucks did with the screw off top. Is that right? Well, for the players, for the players, yeah. Did. Okay, yeah. my ring does yeah. not have that. Gotcha. Okay, um, yeah, the staff rings are a little scaled back, but yeah, the players. So the first one, the Stanley Cup twisted, and gotcha. it exposed a black diamond or a. Uh, yeah, uh, there on the thing. The second mm-hmm. one, then now it kind of comes off. Yeah, the top comes off, right? Or it rotates. Off. I don't think it, it fully off. comes off, but it rotates, yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, these things, uh, the ones with the bucks, the, the ones they did the last time were just absolutely, they, they were like, they're manhole covers. I, I mean, they just, mm-hmm. they've gotten so big that it's almost like brass knuckles. It's not just like a ring, um, but they're extraordinary. So, yeah, if you're lucky enough, I'm going to try to go to the Jets game um, on Saturday. Uh, and hopefully get to see them. But uh, anyway, hope you're having a good weekend. Uh, meanwhile, and I'll, I'll say this with a disclaimer because chances are one of the Rays pitchers probably got hurt since we actually taped this broadcast. I hope not. I'm not rooting for that outcome. But I wanted I wanted to address a a column by John Romano a couple of days ago in the Tampa Bay Times, and and I don't. This isn't a big surprise in terms of like what would you know every year there's. You know the assassins of any season are injuries, right? And and every year, you kind of look at the makeup of your team and go, well, what would what would take them down? What would be something they couldn't absorb? And if you look at their starting pitching, the plan was, um, they had a lot of faith in their young pitchers, guys like Louis Patino and Shane McClanahan and such, um, and they were going to go with those guys and somewhat not not unproven because they pitched in the postseason, but. Still, for a, for a count on these guys for an entire season, they're still young pitchers. So you'd say, well, starting pitching is maybe not not a weakness of the team, but a question mark, just simply because these guys haven't logged uh, full seasons in their current roles as number one starter, two starter, so on and so forth. And we've already had 
uh, a number of injuries. And like I said, we're doing this before Shane Boz gets to get back on the mound uh, as we're doing this podcast. But uh, let's hope we don't jinx him. But uh, you've got guys already out. And, and the strength of this franchise has always been that they've had a bunch of guys kind of down on the farm that they could bring up, you know, if, if they sustain so, sort of these injuries. And even before the season really begins, you know, in the first series or two, you start you start losing pitchers. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Boz, Shane Boz already had a minor elbow surgery before the season began, so he's he's been down. Yarbrough, uh, the reason he missed the start is because he tweaked a groin. Now, that's – that's something that you know he may bounce back from. He's supposed to be back for his next start, so he's yeah, he's to only going to miss one. one. Start, start, yep. But the Patino oblique strain. I mean, you're talking about before he got out of his first inning on Monday. Yeah, I don't expect to see him back till at least June. That's that's a couple months right there. Um, and then you know you you've already you, you brought up Tommy Romero who struggled in his first outing. No, mm-hmm. no shame in that. But you know he looked nervous. Um, he looked nervous. He. He's got the best control of any pitcher in the race system. Right. And he was wild. He just looked like he was scared out there. And that's, you know, first time starting, you know, he wasn't supposed to start this early in the season. You know, I mean, I'm sure they had probably talked to him in spring training and talked about, hey, you know, some point this season you'll come up. But you're thinking much later in the season. You weren't thinking, you know, the fourth game or the fifth game of the season that you were going to be making a start. And so – you know, it's it's understandable, and, you know, he didn't have a good outing. I'm sure he would have preferred it to go a lot better than it did, but, you know, you shake that off and move on to the next one. No, with his control, somebody made the point, I don't think it's a bad one that, you know, because um, he's not an exclusively, he's not like a power pitcher. He mm-hmm. works all sides of the plate. That his misses were small in, in essence, but at the major league level, Maybe he didn't get the same sort of latitude he had gotten in AAA. In other words, he fell behind because mm-hmm. some of those pitches that he you know, that were borderline were being called strikes in 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 AAA and such. They were well, in fact outside and being called balls. And appeared. the guys weren't swinging. Where the AAA and they level, weren't. There you go. They're more disciplined hitters. Plus, all his pitches were like in the same area too. He wasn't he wasn't hitting all the zones and, and moving the, the ball around very well. Um, right. I, I just think he was nervous and scared, and you know, I, I, it's a huge moment in your life, and you know, it's a lot of pressure and anxiety, and you know, I just you think, you know, look at his track record in the minors. I don't think you're going to see that next time out from him. But you know, having already lost, I mean, a year ago, Tyler Glass now, and um, you know, you don't what you don't have this year and not that these guys were great and you should long for them. And this mm-hmm. is what Romano's column was, is that you could turn to a Michael Walker or Chris Archer at some point. He, they both were duds and got hurt. Uh, Walker did give you some, some innings at least. And, and so you mm-hmm. needed that, but now it's strictly on the young guys or the guys that are still in the system. And there's, they obviously have players they like that, mm-hmm that they can bring up. But some of the, like, and this was the interesting, I want to read this one graph that, that Romano wrote, which I thought was fascinating to me. He says, go back to Baseball America rankings from 2019. That was not that long ago. I remember 2019 because that was before the earth stopped moving with uh, the pandemic and everything in 2020. But you go back to Baseball America's rankings and the organization's top pre- pitching prospects, okay, are, are now either rehabbing or they've been, they've been dealt. Guys like Boz, 
Remember Brendan McKay? Mm-hmm. Remember Colin Pochet? Okay, mm-hmm. all those guys not available, all hurt. Um, traded, Matthew Libertor. Uh, remember Brent Honey? I talked to Brent Honeywell two or three times uh, at the Rays Fan Fest, and each time he was coming off Tommy John surgery or something. Uh, he's now no longer with them. Joe Ryan is another one. So you kind of go, you know, and you made this point when we were talking about it before the podcast is how they didn't have minor league baseball, so not many guys. It doesn't mean they don't have prospects because they do. I mean, Taj Bradley, Seth Johnson uh, are top in the system, but neither of those guys, in part because minor league baseball stopped, have really had much experience above Class A. So where are they going to find sort of in the system those pitchers to replace the pitchers if they continue mm-hmm. to go on this track and get hurt? That's that's the Achilles well, heel. it is. But And I'll, I'll disagree with, with John a little bit in the column because mm-hmm. he's sitting there kind of saying they don't have enough pitchers in the system. Right. But if you look at their starting pitchers that they have, mm-hmm. Glass now, McClanahan, mm-hmm. Yarborough, Patino, uh, Kluber, uh, which one am I missing? Um, just going through my head. I'm missing one. You said Yarborough, right? I said uh, so Yarborough, Patino. Which one did I miss? McClanahan you had. Yeah, McClanahan. So I missed one. Then you add in Glass now, Boz, and McKay. That's eight starters. Yeah. If I healthy. Mean, well, they've got a lot of injuries, and yeah. that may be a different issue. It's not that they don't have enough pitchers. Yeah. I mean, they don't have enough any, healthy pitchers. Any team that's got eight starters that you think could pitch in the majors and do a good job in a year? Yeah, that's pretty that's pretty good. You're loaded if you've yeah. got eight. And you still have Fleming. You still have guys that, that are sure. going to come out of the pen now and be Jalen starters. Beeks, can, you, you Beeks, can extend him. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But it's it's not that they don't have pitchers. It's They've got a lot of injuries. Now, if there's a different issue there, in the way they train or work, yeah, out that's another show, whatever. Right? Yeah. That, that's yeah. that's different, and, and I'm not going to pretend to be an expert in that regard. Yeah, um, and, and Tommy Romero is another pitcher add in. Um, you know, that's eight to nine starters that you think could pitch in the majors this year. Any team mm-hmm. would take that. That's true. I mean, you're, you're not going to have twelve and thirteen in your system. You're just not that are going to be starters. Yeah. So, I, I mean, they're dealt with whether it's like the Bucks last year with. You know, every one, one of once, our defensive backs yeah. are hurt. Right, right. Um, you know, the Rays. Now, you knew going into this year, Glassnow was hurt. You yeah. knew that he wasn't. Maybe September he com- comes back. Boz so was going to take one, a little time. Boz yeah. was supposed to be starting. He's had minor elbow surgery. He's going to be back hopefully early May. Yeah. You, you know that. Now, you know, Yarbrough with the groin, he's supposed to just miss one start. Patino's yeah. worrisome. I mean, I, I think you're probably looking at least June, if not later, for him. Yeah. Um, McKay is on the 60-day DL. Uh, you know, so they've got some injuries, but I don't think I don't look at their pitching and their roster and go, man, that's bare or not as deep as it used to be. I mean, maybe you don't have as many prospects ready in AAA as you have in the last few years. You traded Libertor, I believe, in the Randy Rosarina deal. You traded Joe Ryan to get Nelson Cruz last year. Uh, Brent Honeywell was traded because he's out of options, so he was going to have to stay on the roster all year. Well, the he probably wasn't going to do that with this race team where he was. So they, they traded him because they weren't going to be able to send him down to the minors. But I, I don't think it's a lack of pitching. Right now it's a lack of health in the pitching. I mean, you know, they, you mentioned Waka and Archer last year. Archer was hurt most of last year. He was hurt, yeah. 
walk a log some innings. You got Kluber, yeah. mm-hmm. and and he's that that one veteran on the staff. Last year, you know, they start out they had Hill, Rich Hill, mm-hmm. um, for about half the season. I think what you're missing is just, you know, I mean, it's easy to say, you know, go find yourself a fifteen million or twenty million dollar a year veteran and put them on the staff, right? Mm-hmm. Um, that's not really been what the Rays have done. Um, I mean, they have done it in select seasons, obviously. Well, Charlie Morton, they did Charlie sign. Morton was one of those guys, right? Exactly. So, I mean, it, and that's what's not outside of Kluber. That's that's not what's here right now. But it's not here because you have so much confidence in these young arms. You know, you saw what mm-hmm. Shane McClanahan was capable of, and he's got postseason experience now. You love Louis Patino until he had the you know the core injury or whatever. Um, you know, you like these young guys, and you think they're ready to to take the ball every five days. So, you know, they're good. And Drew, so, why, Drew Rasmussen why, was the other pitcher I couldn't. Rasmussen, that's the other guy. Yeah, I like who's, him a lot. Who's been terrific? Yeah, I like him a lot. He pitched four and two thirds, and he gave up a run the other day, and didn't get the win. So, um, yeah, you so you've got some dudes, um, and and young 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 talent at that. The injuries, like you said, it's another show. It's another. I don't know why they keep coming up with them. I don't know if it's more in this organization than others or not. I haven't done the analysis of that, mm-hmm. but, um, so yeah. I mean, I th- but I I do understand that. And with any team, let's face it, if you sustain a bunch of injuries to your starting rotation, you're probably going to struggle. You know, mm-hmm. uh, these you know the the two games before we did this podcast. Uh, or taped it um, is uh, you know they had given up a combined uh, what was it twenty twenty one runs now not all of that was you know some of it was because of injuries and they had to go you know have some guys log some innings and take a beating especially in that thirteen run game uh, just to try to save some of their bullpen but it still happened right when you get to the end of the year you're gonna, you're gonna add up all the runs you gave up and and then all the ones you scored and that's 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 just the way it is. But I I think they they've got to get they've got to have some luck. I mean, at some point, the other part of this is sort of unknown. Is this extended? You know, this 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 shortened spring training. You're gonna have to really be careful with these guys, and we don't know the impact of of them not having a full spring. Mm-hmm. It's easy to say, like you said the other night, you had a good line about how you know what that looked like a game that would have been played in the fourth week of the spring training, which it was right, and that's sort of where we're at as 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 these guys warm themselves up, whether it's hitters or pitchers. Mm-hmm. I mean, don't forget, too, when you look at starting pitching depth, it, we're not that far removed from this race team having three starters. That's right. That's More right. than Glass now and Snell, and then figure out the rest from there. Yeah. They actually right. have seven, eight, nine that you can rely on, and, and you're comfortable throwing out there to start. Yeah. That's point. Right. So, I mean, it's a lot deeper than it was a few years ago when you were – you know, using an opener two times out of every five games, and mm-hmm. and really trying to figure out how to to use Yarbrough and others, and and you know yeah. piecemeal your way through the whole season. This yeah, season, you actually have starters. Now there, you have a lot of injuries right now, and that's what it, it's mm-hmm. mounting quick. And you're going, well, wait a minute, right? You know, it's not an injury here or there. It's like all of a sudden, boom! There's four starters gone. It's like you're like, whoa, what, what? Mm-hmm. But. I don't. I don't question the depth on this team at this point, as far as pitching. Now, if they can't get any of them healthy, that then yeah. But I mean, tell me a team that could sustain that anywhere in the big leagues. Well, what's scary is it happened in the first series. You know, the first two series of the season. That's that. That's the part that throws you. If this happens, 
at any point, you know, in July, you're you're not as freaked out about it. So you got an awful long way to go. But I guess the good news is you'll get them back. You know, the good news is it is early, and, and none of these are season-ending yet. So um, whoever's injured is going to come back to you. So we, we still have a, uh, some mailback questions about the, about the Rays, about the lightning that we have to get to. So uh, let's get started. All right, Gray had tweeted us. So there's been a lot of criticism in the media about how the Rays gave up in Monday's game using Brett Phillips as opposed to a pitcher in that game, especially because it's just the fourth game of the season and they have the expanded rosters for this reason. Your thoughts? You know, I used to freak out about this as a, as uh, early in the Rays days, even back going back as far as Joe Madden, and, and I think I've come to understand it a little bit better. It's It's difficult if you're the one – I thought about this – when they were playing that thirteen run game before Phillips even came in, um, you know, if I'm paying money to go there and, and and it's a laugher and it's not my team um, that's winning, it's disappointing, right? Because you've made the effort, you've gone to the game, and it's eight to nothing in the second inning. That stinks. There's nothing you can do about that. By the same token, um, it's a long season. You know, all the cliches: is marathon on a sprint, blah blah blah. Uh, you you have to manage for 162 there's just no way around it like sorry for the paying customers that day that had to take it on the chin like we did um when i say we like the rays did uh if you're on the team but by the same token you can't you can't just what about the rest of the series i mean this was game one of the series they're in the middle of what 13 games in 13 days in a row of games yeah and even though you have an extra two two spots and you're carrying some some pitchers you're going to need them because nobody's stretched out. You're not going to have a guy go out there and throw you six or throw you seven innings. So you're already, you know, with the abbreviated spring training, you can't get these guys much past the fifth inning, if that. And so that's what those extra pitchers are there for. Now you run into a situation where a guy gets hurt before he can get out of the second inning and you didn't plan on it. Someone's got to be the sacrificial lamb, and that's what you saw. Um, and then eventually it gets to be such a laugher with, you know, six outs or three outs to go. Uh, thank goodness it might have been a little comic relief, but thank goodness you have somebody, a position player that can go out there and get you out of or get you through a couple innings regardless of what, what the other team does to them because you, you've got to – at some point you got to throw out the white flag. you got to say, mm-hmm. look, we're not, we're not going to win this game in all probability, and I'm not going to burn another pitcher for two or three innings – just trying to finish it. So, you know, Phillips did them a service. And and along the way, he made a hell of a play sliding uh, by the dugout and making a catch. And we saw what he did the next night, you know, with the mm-hmm. home run and the story about uh, the cancer survivor and all of that. So, um, but, yeah, I, I get it now. As a fan, it's frustrating because you're like, hey, wait a minute. Why, why are, you know, why are they giving up so easily? Well, um, you also say that, but. Are you paying to see the thirteenth pitcher on the pitching staff come in and pitch? No. Is that what you bought your ticket for? With a with a twelve run lead? Yeah. No. I, mean, I mean, you're not throwing your A bullpen out there at that time. No. You know, so I mean, I I I, I get you want and you know you don't want to see many blowouts. I mean, ideally, baseball wants all every game to be competitive and going down to the final innings. Right. In 162 games, it's not always going to be that way. There's going to be these stinkers, yes. I mean, you know, you go to a, a hockey game and it's 4 nothing after the first and they pull the goalie. Yeah. It happens. I mean, you know, that's what happens in sports. Your backup yeah. quarterback comes in and plays the second half because you're out of the game. 
Right, and and that's always been a, a bone of contention. It, it you know it's more likely a quarterback will stay in a game, and I've always disagreed with this. Mm-hmm. But it's more likely if you're getting beat by 21 points in the fourth quarter, the starter's still running out there. And I was like, I was like, why? I saw him do this with Jameis a lot. I was like, why is he still out there? It's like, well, because that's his team. You know, because cause, cause he's the captain of this ship, and he's going to go down with his guys, and he doesn't deserve – you know what? If we're getting beat, we're all getting beat. And, yeah, they're teeing off on him, but you know what? Uh, he's going to hang in there and lead his guys, good or bad, thick or thin. That's more of a football sort of mentality because mm-hmm. you only got 17 of those games. I disagree with it. I think if the quarterback's that valuable and it's a lost cause, get him out. Um, but they don't do that in football. But in baseball, I mean, it's it's apples and oranges, man. It's just, it's just if anything, can't... load management would upset me more than in a blowout. You take out your starters, right? Right. I mean, you know, when when you go to a game and and two stars aren't playing because of it's more in the NBA. Although baseball is becoming that way now, they don't yeah. call it that way. And because you play every day, nobody nobody questions when you just say, oh, "We're giving Wander a day off today." Yeah, or we're exactly. Giving, you know, Rosarino a day off today. But when, and you, you usually know, try to give them two, right? That was a Joe Madden thing. Yeah, it was like, a round and off day. Give them a day before, a day after the off day. Yeah. But, you know, that to me would upset me more than, okay, in the seventh inning, the game's a blowout and they put the backups in. Yeah. I mean, you know, that happens when you go to a game. Sometimes they are blowouts. Yep. There's no guarantee that they're going to win that day and uh, or that they're going to be even competitive. But, yeah, I – I get it, and I and I used to get frustrated with it too, especially when I was a young fan and of of a team that would do that. But now it's just it just makes sense. I mean, we're look they're uh, they're off to a decent start, um, and and the other thing about this season is, you know, they're in a tough division and and they're trying to win the AL East again, and they definitely want to make the playoffs. But it's almost it's they're almost in that sort of lightning versus post Columbus mode where. You expect them to make the playoffs, and it's just what they do when they get there. You well, know? It's, can they funny, win? Can... it's funny you say that because our next mailbag question is from Les. So the Rays have been competitive for the last six years or so. No small feat in the AL East. If they don't win a championship in the next few years, will it be a lost decade? Um, I wouldn't say it'd be a lost decade. I, I saw a stat where they've won the fourth most games of any team in Major League Baseball since like about 2015 or something like that. Or maybe the last five. Maybe, let's just take the last five years. They, they've won the fourth most games in Major League Baseball. It might even be more than that. but It might be more. It might be it, further back than that. Yeah. It, it, but regardless, they're in the top five of, of all teams winning games, okay? That includes everybody, right? Um, and I heard this on one of the stations, and I don't know who to give credit to, so I, I, I apologize for that. Um, but if you did that with other leagues, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. People wouldn't say the same. They wouldn't, one of those teams, for example, fourth most wins over that same time period, the Green Bay Packers. Do people talk about the Green Bay Packers like they're a lost cause? Mm-hmm. You know, next year, the year after, if Aaron Rodgers is still the quarterback, they're going to have the Green Bay Packers as a Super Bowl contender and one of the favorites, and he's going to be one of the favorites to win the MVP. Well, you know what? They haven't won a Super Bowl in a very long time. Mm-hmm. But they have the fourth most wins over the same period that the Rays do in baseball. The Rays have the fourth most wins since 2010. 2010. Okay, so so apples to apples. This is since 2000 because the, 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 uh, the chart was 
in the same time period since 2010. If you look at them, you could look at you'd be looking at in baseball, you or football, you'd be looking at the Green Bay Packers. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to remember what it was in hockey, but it was I believe it was. Uh, <sighs> I get this wrong. It, it was either like Pittsburgh. Or probably, Boston, probably you know, was, Pitts, yeah, one of those. I think it was no, it was Pittsburgh because they 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 have one of the greatest players, of course, in the in the mm-hmm. NHL, and, and so no one says, hey, you know what? They've been a they've been a, a a disappointment. My point is, I think the Rays are so unique in their sport, small market, low payroll, players movement, uh, minor leagues uh, system. They beat you with forty players, not twenty five. A lot of people look at them and discount them and don't give them the credit that they deserve because they feel like somehow they're, they're scheming the system. Somehow they've come up with the analytics and you know the openers and, and the shifts and all this, and they're, they're benefiting from sabermetrics. And, and, and you know, they're not really doing it. No, no. Uh, you don't say this about other teams that don't win championships in other leagues. They are an elite organization. Period. And it should stop with that. Yes, the ultimate goal is to always win a championship. Only one team can do it one each year. The other 29 in baseball or 31 in, in the NFL, they all feel the same. They feel lousy about it. They feel bad about their season. They didn't accomplish the ultimate goal. But for some reason, the Rays don't get that same sort of latitude. Um, now, I'll say this. I think it's legit, and I think John Romano wrote about this a little while ago. It's worthy of questioning whether what they do really helps them in the regular season but does not translate in the postseason. Because, because the season's so long, 162 games, and we're talking about wins now. We're talking about you know American League East titles or getting to the playoffs. But mostly the comparison was wins. Having a great minor league system, shuttling players back and forth, drafting and developing, whatever it is they do, utilizing the matchups, utilizing the sabermetrics and all that, they beat you with 40 men. Their 1 through 40 is better than your 1 through 40. But when you get to the postseason, it's about 1 through 9 or 1 through 8. And those superstars on these other teams, um, they seem to be performing at a much higher level when, when you get to that time of the year because now – all that depth doesn't really matter. It's about today. It's about this series. And that's when you need superstars. And what I would say is they've got that too. What I would say is look at Randy Orozarena. Look at Wander Franco, who's still playing in his first full major league season. Um, Manuel Margot, who they just signed to an extension. Josh Lowe. Um, Brandon Lau. Brandon Lau, you know. I mean, you could, I mean, you look at these guys and you go, these guys are freaking super. Could, you know, some of these guys could be super. Obviously, Franco could be a superstar in this league. So could a Rosarena, who won Rookie of the Year. I mean, they have elite, young, developing, still big ceiling guys that when they get to the postseason, the more times they get there, the better they're going to do. And then you're going you're gonna to break through. Um, I don't know. You could always say that about the race. I think it's different now, but regardless of all of that, go back to the original. Um, 
it's not a lost cause or, or you know, they're, they're a viable winning organization in, in, in a high-revenue sport that doesn't have sharing as they do in the NFL and competitive balance. Mm-hmm. And they're doing it more consistently than almost anybody in the major leagues. So I think you got to give them credit, and then I think you got to say, and I, I think the, you got to see how they've evolved. Yes, this isn't the yes. same team that's just a bunch of no names that no, you know, put together a great regular season. I mean, they are they do have superstars now. They've been grooming them and building them, and yes, and trading for them in a Rosarena. And yes, you know, I mean, you're starting to see where, you know, when when they started this rebuild six seven years ago, when Eric Neander and his group took over, Andrew Freeman left for the Dodgers. They rebuilt from the bottom up. They did some things to temporarily make the big league club help win and grow and, and openers and things like this. But now that you're starting to see that they have stars and they have pitchers like McClanahan and Rasmussen and you think Patino is going to get there. And, you know, they have these guys. And then they have Franco. They have Lau. They have Arena and Josh Lowe. Now they're starting to look like what you think of a big league team looking like. We have – three, four, five good starters. We have studs in the field. And and so they as an organization, along the way they've evolved too. They haven't just stayed stagnant and doing the same things and, and even trying to win the same way. They've been very creative in how they do it, but you know, you gotta give a lot of credit to this. I mean and they've changed baseball along the way too. They sure have. And and in many ways for the better and it's gonna change again. And I will bet you that a year from now, whatever, whenever it occurs, and they they remove the shifts from the games, or they do these things, I will bet you the Rays benefit from that more than it hurts them. Well, when we had we, Neil on while you were off a couple weeks ago. He talked about when if they want to get rid of the shifts and you have to keep two guys on each side of second base and on the infield grass or the dirt. I'll take the team with the most athletic, absolutely infielders with the best range. In the outfielders yep. behind them to back it up. Well, what team in baseball would you say probably has the best of that? Yeah, absolutely, uh, the Rays are right up there if they're not the best. Absolutely, and you know, people. Dan Patrick was talking about this the other day. He goes, "I wonder if there'll be a team that will just say, you know what? It's all about home runs. It's all about you know velocity, exit velocity, and then you know home runs or strikeouts." I wonder if there'll be a team that'll build itself like Whitey Herzog and the Cardinals back in the day with. Willie McGee and you know uh, all these all these guys that could run and and uh, and, and play the outfield and, and hit balls in the gap and you know doubles and triples and didn't hit a lot of home runs they just beat you and I'm thinking yeah um, there's one here in Tampa that already has both you know they have power and they have speed and uh, their outfield will run down anything so I'm with you I mean and with Neil and I didn't know he had said that but I, I'm with Neil in that. I think the Rays are going to benefit when they t- when they take the ships away. Mm-hmm. All right. And their pitchers will benefit. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the Internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. 
Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Yep. Craig had tweeted us. He says, two Rays questions. Are the Rays a better team without Joey Wendell? Haven't seen much from Taylor Walls yet. And also, is Brendan McKay a bust because of all the injury setbacks? Yeah, it's just hard. It's hard for me to label guys a bust when it's injuries. I, I don't think that's mm. fair. Nobody wants to get hurt. Now um, he's becoming just a pitcher. Now he's kind of given up the hitting part. Yeah. So yeah. So we'll have to grade him on that. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously that was an appeal yeah. to the Rays, right? That he may be a guy that could do yeah. both. Well, and it's been disappointing because he's been injured. I don't know if you would call that a bust. Yeah. And he's still young. It's not like. You know, his career is almost over at this point. I mean, we hope right. not. I mean, we'll see what the injuries do. But Who was the other one they asked about? Uh, it's a better team without Joey Wendell because he hasn't seen much from Taylor Walls to this point. Well, and that's just the thing. We think we have to let Taylor Walls, you know, Joey Wendell didn't tear it up the first day he was here. Um, I really love Joey Wendell. I think he's one of the better baseball players they've had over the last mm-hmm. few years because of his versatility, because of his glove. Um he can play any position. He can certainly, uh, you know, he was a contact guy, had a little bit of power. So I, but again, don't you have to go back to what their evaluations of these young guys are? And mm-hmm. if you see enough of, of walls, I mean, I think we're going to find out that he's maybe a better player or has certainly a bigger upside than Wendell did. I mean, we know what Joey is and he was an all-star. Mm-hmm. So you lost an all-star player. So are you better right now? Is is, is Walls going to make the all-star team this year? Probably not. Probably not. But I I, I still think you got to trust what they see and well, what they think his upside is. Walls is the best defensive infielder they have, period. In the organization, In right? the organization, yes. Yeah. He is the best in the organization, ahead of Franco, ahead of Lau, ahead of Joey Wendell. It's he, pretty good. He is the best defensive now. The offensive side, we haven't seen a lot yet. Right. He's also not playing regularly at this point. He's and a that's a tough guy. role. Uh, tough role. And, and Wendell he, Wendell figured a way to do that. Mm-hmm. Well, it wasn't right away. Yeah, I mean, I think I think Taylor's still too young to to put the jury out. I mean, they got rid of Wendell presumably to give an opening to Taylor Walls to be up here. Absolutely, because they think he's ready. Much like they got rid of Austin Meadows to put Josh Lowe up here. Lowe's looked looked good up there, hasn't really produced to this point, but it's first week of the season, too. So, uh, you know, are they better without Joey one? I don't know if they're better. I I mean, defensively, Taylor's a better defensive player than Joey. Joey was really good at defense, don't get me wrong. I mean, these are two really good defenders, plus-plus defenders. Uh, The bat's not there yet, but we'll see, you know, what, what comes over time. And he's a switch hitter, too, which gives you some more versatility. All right, we'll switch to the Lightning, and John had tweeted, is what we've seen the last two months an earlier-than-expected end of the Lightning's run as a dominant team? The losses are piling up, and they're out of time to fix it. I, I don't know that it's the end of a dominant team. Are we, are we judging dominant teams based on Stanley Cup championships only? Uh, they're going to make the postseason. They obviously lost a lot last year uh, You know, in, in terms of that fourth line that was so critical to them winning again. And they have some new players. There's still, as we do this podcast, some eight, I think eight, eight or nine games left um, of this season. I think they're structurally, they seem to be playing better on the defensive end, which has been their their downfall over these last this last month anyway. 
Um, health is always a big part of it. Uh, I don't think it's the end of their run because there's too many good young players and, and too many superstars. Look, as long as Andre Vasilevsky is on this team uh, between the pipes, as long as you have a guy like Braden Point for a number of years, as long as you have Nikita Kucherov, I'll start there and worry about putting everybody else around them. Victor Hedman is still a viable player, uh, top defenseman in this league. I'm I'm sorry, I'm not... I'm not ready to just fold the lightning and say their run is over. How could it be with those players? I think you've seen – I think there's a couple things at play. And I, I think the lightning are just biding their time to get to the playoffs. And we saw this I last year in the last 10 yeah. games. Yeah. Now, whether they can turn it on come May 2nd, well, time will tell. They did last year. You know, they, they struggled going in. They, they lost those last two games at Florida badly. And people are like, oh, this is the end. You know, they're not going to repeat. And they came out and beat Florida in, in, what, six games to start that series, to start the playoffs last year? Yeah. If you look at the Eastern Conference, there's not one team outside the Lightning that don't have questions in goal. The most important position. You know, Igor Shosturkin, really good goalie, he's going to win the Vesna this year. Hasn't done it in the playoffs. Hasn't played in the playoffs. Yeah, it's a different animal. What's he going to be like? He may be super. He may be great. Don't know. Right. Don't know. Sergey Bobrovsky's won one playoff series in his career. He's won multiple Vesnas, one playoff series against these guys. It was yeah. against the Lightning with an injured Headman. Yep. Two years, three years out, ago. One game. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, you know, you start going through the Eastern Conference. Toronto hasn't won a playoff series in twenty years, almost. You know, all these other teams have, you know, is Boston's windows closing? That The top line is Bergeron's getting older and Marchand and that. And they've got two goalies. Do you have a goalie in the playoffs if you've got two back there? I don't know. Uh, you know, the Lightning may repeat this year. They may not. You know, the Stanley Cup playoffs, a lot of it's a war of attrition and staying healthy and, and how you can navigate through that. But I also look at the last three games. Of the We're taping this before Thursday's game against Anaheim, so – the last three games, the Lightning have given up three goals. That's really good. You know, and, and you could say, well, you know, one of that was a shutout against Buffalo. Well, Buffalo just put five goals up on yeah, Toronto. So what? Yeah, I mean, right. Buffalo's been playing better, and they just put five goals up on Toronto the next game. Yeah, and that was the first game back, mm-hmm. too. Mm-hmm. Uh, for Ryan McDonough. For Ryan McDonough. So, mm-hmm. I mean, that that's not an, a, mm-hmm. a coincidence. The Lightning aren't as – they're not as deep as last year. And so injuries yeah. in the playoffs could hurt. I mean, they only have 12 forwards on the roster. Mm-hmm. If a forward gets hurt, your next call is either probably Jamel Smith or Riley Nash. Right. You know, you, you, you traded some of your depth in order to get Brendan Hagel and Nick Paul. On defense, your seventh defenseman right now is Cal Foote. Mm-hmm. Last year it was Luke Shen. Is Luke Shen a better defender than Cal Foote? Sure, at this yeah. point. Yeah, at this point in his career. I mean, Cal Foote may become that in his career. You know, you're not as deep, but when if you can play lockdown defense, which the Lightning given up three goals in the last three games as we tape this, yes, and 88's in net. Yep, and he's rested because you might give him some mm-hmm. days off. I mean, Cooper said maybe he plays six of the final ten games. Now we've got nine left now, but they're going to make him as fresh as mm-hmm. they can make him. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, and not get him rusty. So, uh, you know, I mean, the Stanley Cup playoffs are the toughest to win. Because of the just the physicality of it and and the, the getting through the injuries and all that, so we'll see what happens. But I, I don't. It's definitely not an end of their run as a dominant team, because mm-hmm. I think next year they're going to be a good team too. 
It'd be a little mm-hmm. di- Andre Palat probably not going to be on the roster. There may be a couple other changes because they, they still got some salary cap issues. But you're still going to have Hedman and Point and Kucherov and Stamkos and Vasilevsky and McDonough and Chernak and Sergachev and Sorelli. Just start naming the players. Yeah. All of these guys have won Stanley Cups. All of these guys have gone through mm-hmm. uh, deep into playoffs and, and, and know what playoff hockey is. Listen, at some point, Florida has a good chance to break through, right? They've mm-hmm. been close. Um, they've had some mammoth series with the Tampa Bay mm-hmm. Lightning. Um, and and, and, and they may break the Lightning's record goals scored from three years ago. Right. And, and you see teams – and this is not unusual. Like, So – Whoever's on top, that's who you. That's sort of what you look at, right? We got to take mm-hmm. the, the the crown off the off the champion, okay? And so you start to build your team either in a similar way, the way Carolina has. I think Carolina reminds a lot of people of the Lightning, or or the I'm sorry, the Rangers have, uh, or uh, you find another way to do it. But you're, you're targeting the champion. You're targeting like we want to win a championship. We're going to have mm-hmm. to go through these guys. They're the defending champions. So each year you learn something. Um, it was no different, you know, back in the day when, you know, the Bulls had to get past the Pistons, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and, and, and so on. And, and this happens in other leagues. So I, I think it's inevitable that these other teams are going to continue to improve uh, and, and make themselves more competitive against this team in particular. But what you can't replace, what you cannot replace is – these guys have actually done it, right? They know what, it's, it, what it takes to win 16 games in the mm-hmm. postseason. They know what it takes to be down in a series or, you know, Vasilevsky, how to close out series. Look at all the shutouts he's had in, um, you know, series deciding games. Um, you can't replace – and people talk about, well, experience. Look, talent matters. They've got plenty of it. They haven't lost their core. Um, are they as strong as they were last year? Perhaps not. Uh, has it been a little tougher of a ride against good teams this year? Yes, it has. Would you feel better if they were beating the top-rung teams consistently heading into the postseason? You would. Um, but I like what I've seen these last three games. Mm-hmm. And I think they – you know, people say, well, can they flip a switch? Well, you don't really flip a switch, but you also know what it, what you have to do. You also know how you have to play. And you're more disciplined about it because it is do or die. You know, they're biding their times. They've known for a while they're going to make the postseason. And as we do this podcast, they haven't clinched yet, but they probably will have. Um, But, you know, once they're in, they're in. And home ice doesn't really matter all that much, Mm -hmm. you know, once you get there. And so. Well, and how big is the motivation for these other teams? Winning three in a row. Right. That's going to be a big part of it. That is, I mean. Maybe the biggest part. Dave Mishkin likes to say it's generational. It's actually been two generations. It's 40 years since that's happened. 40 years? Think about that. Or 39, but yeah. And it used to happen with some regularity when there weren't many teams in the NHL, and it was Montreal or Toronto every year. But, you know, come on. What they're trying to do is historic. It's historic if they pull this off. You know, four decades, no one's done it. So appreciate the accomplishment and what they're attempting to do, and then say, well, let's give them a chance. Let's see what they do. Mm-hmm. I'm, not, I'm not willing to say that they're not going to be there in the end. Yep. I don't know how anyone – I'll tell you this much. There's no one in the NHL that's counting them out. No. I promise you that. They're still the favorites. I mean, probably Colorado's the biggest favorite to win the Stanley Cup. Mm-hmm. The Lightning yep. is 
second or third. Right there with them. And yeah. Colorado's because they're in the Western Conference, which is a, an easier a, ride. A weaker conference. Yeah, it's an easier ride to the whoever comes out of the East is going to be battle tested. They you're may gonna, not have many players left. You're going to earn it. Yeah, but you're going to earn every every series. There's not going to be there will not be. This is going to be great for hockey this year. I think this postseason is going to be amazing. I I don't think there's any you know not that there's any bad teams, but there's no prohibitive favorites, right? In mm-hmm. in at least in the Eastern Conference. All right, we'll end on this. And Luis had tweeted it says the moose is loose. Is Brian Elliott one of the better backups the Lightning have had? He is. He really is, um, especially the way he's playing down the stretch. Now, they've had some good goaltenders. Remember when well, Vassie missed like I would a say month? The, and the best backup was Andre Vasilevsky. Was Andre, right, because he actually he, – yeah, he backed up Ben Bishop and he had to play and yeah. played in the Stanley Cup and all of that. Yeah. Louis Domingue uh, had that great run. Domingue had nine what, wins, I think, Nine or ten in a row, yeah. Yeah. Vassie That's what right. I remember. Louis was really good. I mean, this dude, though, hey man, you got to give it to him. It's not. It, it, hey, he's made some great saves, and he's he's been solid. And the more he plays, obviously, that's a tough mm-hmm. role to begin with. But he's given them the lift, and he's going to give Vassie a lift down the stretch. I think. Yeah, you know? he, I expect to see him if he didn't play against Anaheim last night. He'll probably play Saturday against the Jets. Sure. Sure. Um, He'll then there's a couple back to backs coming up, so he'll definitely play he'll one get of those, those. Mm-hmm. next weekend. There's a back to back, and then they end on a Thursday, Friday with a back to back. He might get right. one other game in the middle there, yeah, uh, just to to spell Andre Vasilevsky before the playoffs because there's also yeah. a short time. The regular season ends on Friday the 29th, and the playoffs start Monday May 2nd. Right now, the Lightning may not start on the second. We don't know the schedule yet, but the, the right. playoffs themselves will. So, yeah, let's be honest. I mean, if 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 Vasilevsky doesn't play every game in the postseason, there's there's a big injury there. Well, yeah, yeah, he's playing he's, every minute of every game. Play every, he played five overtimes a couple of years ago, so he's not coming out. If you needed one game, and he had to play, would you hate it? Yeah, but you wouldn't just well, throw I mean, out the, the towel either. You wouldn't just say, "Well, we can't win yeah. this one." Elliot, Elliot's. Uh, would I be confident? You know, if if I need Elliot to help win a game in the playoffs, yes. Yeah, he could I mean, win. One. I don't expect him to play, right? And he won't Let's say it was just one. Say say the guy is sick, right? You know, he can't yep. has has a virus, can't yep. make it. You know, whatever. Yeah, you got you give yourself a chance against mm-hmm. against any team. I mean, as and we talked about this the other day in the podcast and, and from the last question too. There's no other team in the playoffs that your goalie lets in a soft goal early in game one. Every other team's well, looking going, over. Oh their, no! The team's looking over the shoulder. The coach is thinking, "Uh oh, do I need to make a change?" That's right. The Lightning, it's like it's Vazzy. You're fine. That's right. Florida used three goaltenders last year, right? Mm-hmm. Carolina used so, two. Um, Carolina, yeah. You know, they're it, all vast. They're all kind of wondering, like when you give up that soft goal, they're all kind of like, yep. "Yeah." Every other team's the coach. You're looking at the coach, going, "Is he going to make a change?" What do we? The Lightning, it's like, okay, next, yeah. keep playing. Face off. Let's go. You know, there's no <laughs> questions about that with the Lightning. That's the only yeah. team in the Eastern Conference you can say that with. Yeah. That's a heck of a luxury. It really is. Mm-hmm. All right. So, speaking of the Lightning, I will be out there uh, with my daughters uh, watching them play the Winnipeg Jets. So, we got that going on. It is a uh, race continue their series in Boston, but it is a, a uh, holiday weekend, too, for so many. Mm-hmm. Of course, Easter is this weekend. Passover uh, begins tonight or today, I guess, is Passover. So, uh, we'll observe that as well, and and uh, hope you guys have a safe and wonderful weekend. We'll be back here on Monday to talk about everything: Bucks, Rays, Bolts, you name it. We'll have it. 
on Sports Day Tampa Bay. For Steve Versnick, I'm Rick Stroud of the Tampa Bay Times. Have a great day, everybody. 